All right, my friends, welcome back to Your Bible Book by Book. This is the book of Job, and I am Pastor Luke. Um, and so as we dive into the book of Job, um, I'm going to assume that most people have a pretty good handle on what Job is about. Um, they know the basic storyline. He's pretty famous for undergoing um, pretty much the most extreme suffering uh, known to man. Um, having lost all his possessions, having lost all his children, and then his health. Um, and yet, uh, in Job, we see that he holds on to his faith. Um, and so, we'll get into some of those details in a minute. But uh, before we do, there are just a few details that we uh, need to understand about the book of Job. Uh, Job is likely one of the oldest books of the Bible. Um, and so, his life um, probably occurred around the time of the patriarchs, around the time of Abraham. Um, and so it, we think that, um, and, and I believe this, that uh, he or his story was written down by Moses, um, and that is uh, the likely author of the book of Job. And so if it were to fall in the Bible chronologically, it would probably um, come between Genesis and Exodus, uh, but uh, Job, because of its uh, style and its genre, um, it is a uh, wisdom book. It's a book of poetry. So it actually is grouped together with the other books of poetry. So Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon um, make up the, the wisdom books. Uh, and so that's where you find it in your Bible about halfway through. Um, and in Job, uh, what you see is... Um, a person who is uh, godly and righteous and uh, becomes kind of a, uh, a key player in um, God's plan or, or in God's revelation of his own nature. Satan and God uh, begin to have a conversation um, about really um, why Job worships God. Satan proposes that it is only because Job um, is blessed, that God has given him uh, many um, possessions and, and wisdom and strength and, and uh, all the things that this world can offer, um, and that if Job were to be stripped of those things, then he would curse God. And so this begins this whole theater of uh, Job's life. Now uh, we see this play out that uh, Job is is uh, robbed of, of all his possessions, all his livestock, and, and all the, the wealth that he had. Um, and uh, his children are all uh, killed in a single day, and um, he still worships God. He, he turns to the Lord, and he says, Naked I came into the world, and naked I'll return, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And so that is his heart attitude that God still deserves worship, even if all the things of this world are taken away. Um, and then Satan continues to press the argument that uh, Job um, would certainly curse God if he lost his health. And so Job, um, in the next scene, uh, loses uh, the vitality of his health. And, um, and then his wife says to him, why don't you just curse God and die? And so Job is, is essentially alone, um, but he says that uh, should we not receive you know, bad things from God if we're willing to receive good things from God. And so he still refuses to curse God. And, and now that sets up the, the really the bulk of the book. Um, 
the rest of the book, or, or at least the significant portion of the book, is um, really about Job and his friends arguing back and forth about the reason why people suffer. And uh, Job uh, believes that he's a righteous person, that the suffering that he is undergoing is, is not deserved, or at least that it's not the direct result of some sin that he's committed. Uh, but his friends uh, continue to uh, argue with him that it must be something that he's done, that he, he's keeping hidden, that he's refusing to repent about, um, and that if he would simply do that, then God would relent and forgive him. Um, so some of the themes in Job are, are pretty uh, sophisticated, um, that you have this, this argument that uh, essentially is the oldest argument in, in history, or at least um, the biggest question that man ha has ever or, or always had, which is that why do good people suffer? And so that question is wrestled with uh, throughout the book. And so it goes through th basically three, um, three different uh, cycles of uh, this argument. And Job responds to each of his friends. Uh, they continue to press their argument three different times in three different ways, um, and he continues to come back. And everything that they say, um, for the most part, is what we call orthodox. It's not essentially wrong. Um, they're not heretical in, in their argument. Um, it's simply wrong in the nature of the, the particular situation of Job, that Job himself is a righteous person, um, and, and they assume that he must be wicked somehow. Um, so th it undermines this whole sense that, um, that there must be some wrong done by people. That's why they suffer. And, and so the, the basic element here um, or truth that is exposed through this, uh, this argument is that people do suffer because of sin, um, and that, that part is pretty clear. Um, but it is also not true that uh, people immediately um, are disciplined or judged for every sin that they commit. And uh, what we know through Job and through the rest of Scripture is that uh, God is gracious, he's patient, um, he's merciful, and that uh, he does withhold uh, judgment for the end of our life, that uh, you, you can... Um, sin and, and not pay um, manifestly immediately for the sin that you commit. Now, the reality is that uh, there are sins that have built-in consequences that, uh, that people pay immediately, and it's not because God is immediately judging them. It's because the nature of that sin um, has its own built-in consequence. So, um, you know, for instance, if, if a person were to uh, get drunk and get behind the wheel and, and crash and die, uh, that's not because God immediately judged them. It's because they made a bad choice and their uh, inability to judge, you know, distances and, and have equilibrium caused them to have an accident. Uh, so those are the ki kinds of things that are uh, displayed in Job, that these are very sophisticated arguments about the nature of why people suffer. Um, and it, it continues here, you know, 3,000 uh, years later, we're still in, in dealing with that, that question. People have 
um, a huge uh, difficulty in trying to figure out why, you know, so-called good people uh, go through bad things. Why do good people suffer? Uh, and so Job is very honest about wrestling with that issue. Um, and another issue that we see in Job that doesn't always get addressed is that the issue is not really about Job's suffering, so to speak. Um, the issue is about Satan's accusation against God. Um, and that is what Job really fully displays, which is that uh, the question Satan proposes is that the only reason people would ever worship God is because God bribes them or God, um, he, he uh, elicits that worship by uh, giving people what they want. Uh, and that if the, he would not do that, then people would not worship him. They would turn their back on him. And, and so j really the, the main issue of Job is a satanic argument of uh, God is not worthy to be worshipped by his own nature and character, um, that uh, people would not worship him if they uh, only had to go on the, the basis of who God is and, and instead of what God does for them. Um, and, and Job proves in his life, um, his own personal reaction, that uh, he is going to worship God, he's going to honor God, he's going to trust God, no matter um, whether his circumstances are good or bad, no matter if his health is good or bad, no matter if he has uh, plenty of wealth or not, whether his friends um, support him or not, um, even if he's alone in the world, which what we see in Job is that he ends up being completely alone. Uh, everybody in his life who ever supported him seems to have turned his back on him, and he has to console himself with his faith and, and his faith alone. And so what Job um, ultimately and, and essentially proves is that God is worthy to be worshipped no matter uh, what you go through, uh, that God is good no matter what, um, what is happening in your life. And so in the end of Job, um, after the three cycles of argument that Job and his friends go through, um, you end up with God granting Job's desire, which is that Job wanted uh, a, an audience with God. He wanted to be able to address God face to face and get an answer for why he was going through what he went through. And in the end of Job, that's what you get. You have God responding to Job personally and uh, revealing himself to Job and manifestly, and uh, Job simply um, worships God as a result. He, he says, uh, all the things that I thought I knew, um, now I really know. And uh, he just blesses and, and praises God for it. And so that uh, becomes the, the reaction or the response for everybody of faith, that no matter what we go through, that is the, the essential issue of what it means to believe in God, that we trust him no matter uh, what, what, what's going on in our life. If we have good things or bad things, whether we have health, whether we have a disease, we are going to trust God because he's the God of creation, he's the God of redemption, and he's the God of eternity, and uh, he will uh, He will come through and he'll, he will make good on his promises. And so that is the essential um, overview, understanding of what Job is all about, and uh, it, it can be a little bit difficult to read at times um, because of the 
sophistication of the arguments, um, but uh, well worth our read. And so I hope that you'll uh, open it up and enjoy it again. Thanks for joining us. This is Your Bible, book by book, and that's the book of Job.